0: Welcome to the Earspoon. This is Fish and we have started a special line of interviewing called a call to action. We hope to distribute as much quality information to you about an ever-changing landscape. But please keep in mind as it does change often, so might this information. It's all dated and by all means before acting on any of it, verify it. And as all Earspoon podcasts, it is presented to you by Mocha Joes. If you live locally, they are offering curbside pickup and they're still doing shipping through their website. Mocajoes.com. Welcome to A Call to Action, a series presented by Great Eastern Radio. We're covering many different topics from retooling your company to safeguarding your Zoom meetings. Today we're talking with U.S. Senator from the state of New Hampshire, Gene Shaheen. The Senator serves on many different committees, foreign relations, appropriations, armed services, and small business. I'm Peter Fish Case. Senator, welcome to A Call to Action. Well, nice to be with you, Peter. All right, the hardest question of the day. I know I got it for you right now. How are you? <laughs> Well,
1: you know, I'm in good shape because I and my family are all healthy right now. And I think that's the most important thing. And we've got everybody. I have a son-in-law who's an air traffic controller and one who is um, involved in housing. They are still going into work, um, but everybody else is working remotely.
0: Okay. That's, well, that's good to hear. All right. So let's get right into some of the stuff that you've had firsthand um First-hand access in as the lead negotiator for the provisions and the small for small businesses in the cares act What was the single most important piece of that? Um, for you
1: Well, my priority since the coronavirus has hit is to do everything I can in Washington to support those people who are really hurting, people who have lost their jobs. Small businesses in New Hampshire, I know it's true across New England, small businesses are really, uh, so many of them are really hurting. And the goal of the Paycheck Protection Program was to try and both support small businesses and support the workers that they hire. And that is still the goal. Obviously, businesses went through the first round of money very fast. There were, I think, some real mistakes in implementing that by the administration and the Small Business Administration because they didn't do a thorough enough job of vetting. We um, There were too many larger businesses that were able to get money when the small mom and pop shops, those people who um, are really struggling, need it the most there is an effort to correct that, but the problem we still have is we're looking at yet a third round in the whatever legislative package ultimately comes over to the Senate. I guess we've gotten it from the House, but whatever comes out of that, we need the data. We need the information from the SBA on what's working, what's not working. I've talked to businesses who have gotten the Paycheck Protection Program and those who have not. And there are concerns among both groups. But we can't do anything about that in the next legislative package if we don't have the data. And so far, the Small Business Administration, the Department of the Treasury have been stonewalling the committee and not willing to come before us and give us the information we need.
0: That has to be frustrating. I mean, how do you break through? Very
1: frustrating.
0: How do you break through that, though?
1: I think we can tend to raise it every opportunity like this um, conversation we're having to point out to people that this is not something that allows us to make good policy decisions. I appreciate that people who are in SBA and working on this are really overwhelmed. I'm not being critical of them for this. This is really a function of the leadership and we need to do something about it. We need to get the information to make good decisions, to help businesses, to help workers so that when we get through this pandemic, we have small businesses who can start up again, who can keep their workers on and be ready to go.
0: Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. So this is, this is round number three that we're going into um how many more times can the fed keep going to the well i mean do, do what do you feel is is the overarching feeling as to is it one of these situations where we're in this nobody pandemics well world and we're just going to keep trying to figure it out because we're all fixing the car as it's moving i mean is that is that kind of where we are
1: i think it is to some extent look we know that people in new hampshire in vermont across this country are still really hurting. They've been laid off. Um, they're able to collect unemployment, but that's not like having a job and having the security of your job. We know that there are a lot of um, people who are still worried about the coronavirus, that hospitals and healthcare providers and those people on the front lines are really at risk. And, and there's still so many challenges there, financial challenges now for hospitals and medical providers. and. Every economist I've talked to, every official has said we, the most important thing we can do is to help those people get through this period, to help how think about how we stand back up the economy so people can get back to work, so they get the help they need, so our healthcare system isn't overwhelmed, and we can make sure that people continue to be able to operate. And that's my goal. That's what I think needs to be done as part of any additional legislative package that we're considering.
0: Now, if if memory serves me correctly, and, and you had a lot to do with the uh, the Paytech Protection Program, um, this first round of that is ending June 7th. Am, am, I, am I correct in that assessment?
1: Yes, it's early June.
0: Okay. Um, is there hopes to add extra provisions to extend that as well, or is, it, is that out in, in this program?
1: Well, what the House did in their package of legislation was extend what was eight weeks in the CARES bill that passed the Senate to 24 weeks. As I've talked to small businesses in New Hampshire, particularly people in the hospitality industry and in the tourism business, They have been particularly hard hit, and what they say to me is, look, I want to hire back my employees. I've got money to do that, but it doesn't make sense to hire them back now if there's nothing for them to do. So if I can wait and hire them back when we're ready to stand up our operation again and have the extension of that eight weeks, I'm in much better shape. And so I think we've got to look at that as the House did when it comes to the Senate. I think we've got to look at the payback period for small businesses. The House did that as well and see how we can change it now that we've seen how some of it is working. And even though we don't have all the data, we know anecdotally, we know from what we're hearing from businesses that there are things that they need um, they need in order to hire their employees back and be able to work once they open up. And so we need to respond to those concerns.
0: Senator, let me ask you a quick question. Um, as, as as I walk the, the, the surface of the earth here, just as, as a layman on the street, um, and you spend any more than 10 minutes on social media, it seems like everything is this huge partisan divide. Is it, does it, Feel that way when you are trying to work through the details of these huge pieces of legislation?
1: Well, in the first three packages, they passed, the first two passed unanimously out of the Senate, and as did the third one. It had, um, it was 96 to zero. We were missing a couple of people who were in self-quarantine at that point. But that's pretty bipartisan. I think it's really important that the next package continue to be bipartisan. And there are a number of us working in the Senate to try and address particular aspects of the legislation and as it comes from the House so we can make it um, as consensus driven as possible. Now, obviously there are gonna be negotiations involved in that. There's a disagreement over helping state and local governments. It's something that I'm very committed to because it doesn't help us to refuse to provide help for states and local governments and to have those communities lay off their firefighters, their police, their teachers, their EMTs, their other municipal officials. And those people go on the unemployment rolls. That's like taking money out of one hand and putting it in the other. So I think that's a very important piece, despite what we heard from Majority Leader McConnell, who said that states and communities should just go bankrupt. I don't think anybody thinks that's a good outcome.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm going to agree with you on that. That is not a good outcome. Um, for this next round, though, what, what, is, what is Jane Shaheen What do do you want to prioritize when it comes to this next round?
1: Well, first of all, I want to make some of the changes to the small business provisions so that we can address the concerns that we've heard from small businesses, Um, things like that eight-week period. Then I think we need to look at the health care Um, situation, both for our hospitals, our frontline medical workers, and for our nursing homes. That's where more than 70% of the COVID-19 deaths in New Hampshire have been. We need to provide some help to our nursing homes. As I said, we need to help those state and local governments who are really on the front lines of this, And, and that means supporting those essential workers. One of the things that's in the House bill that I think is a very good idea that New Hampshire has started to implement um, already is providing help to those frontline workers who are healthcare workers, first responders, uh, those keeping the grocery store shelves uh, stacked, people who are really putting themselves at risk during this time. We need to think about how we can provide some additional compensation. I think we've gotta provide some food assistance. You can't watch news reports at night on television and see those long lines of cars lined up and waiting for food help and not think we've gotta do more to provide food assistance to people. So I think we've got a a lot to do. The postal service is another place where I think we need to provide additional help. It is not gonna help anyone during this pandemic, to have the postal service be privatized or um, get in even worse shape, so there's a lot we still need to do, and I'm hopeful we can work together to address that.
0: Well, you know, I, 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 I for one appreciate the work that you're doing and seeing this as clearly as I see it. And I know that we had to do this over over the phone today, uh, so you missed me nodding in agreement with you throughout this whole thing. <laughs> uh,
1: so. Oh, good. Well, we could we could zoom, Peter, and that that way we could. We can see it's both nodding. All
0: right, maybe, maybe the next time when we go for an update, we will do that. Um, all right, so let me, and I know that you're pressed for time, but I do just have one more question for you. Uh, is there something happening right now that hasn't quite hit the news cycle yet that, that you would like to begin to, to, to speak about or that you are able to speak about? Well, it's actually
1: been in the news, but I think not at the level where people have really internalized it, and that is the fact that the Affordable Care Act, where so many people are getting their health care, is under attack, and it's not at all clear if the courts are going to overturn the Affordable Care Act. That would be a disaster. What we need right now is a special enrollment period so that the public has an option to sign up for the Affordable Care Act and to get health insurance, because one of the lessons we should learn from this pandemic is how important it is for all of us to have access to healthcare. And you know, it doesn't do me any good if my neighbor gets the coronavirus and can't get the care they need if they can't get the testing that they need. It's in everyone's benefit to ensure that all Americans have access to healthcare when they need it, and it's particularly clear right now.
0: Senator Shaheen, thank you. I know you're busy. I'm going to let you go do the good work that you've been doing uh, on behalf of the country and, and your, uh, in your home state of New Hampshire. I appreciate you jumping on a call to action with me today. Great to talk to you, Peter. Thank you. Stay safe. You as well. Thank you for tuning in to a special segment of The Earspoon called A Call to Action as we navigate the waters of a worldwide pandemic. More information will follow. And as always, be safe and be six feet apart.